just received word the Chicago Blackhawks have fired head coach Joel Quenville. Some big news out of Los Angeles. The first coaching changes. John Stevens was fired on Sunday morning. 12, maybe 15 teams really interested in trading for Nylander. When the time does come, if the time does come, that Toronto decides they're going to deal him, Carolina has made it very clear that they are all in. You can outplay the Dallas Stars for 58 minutes and lose the game. They've got so much firepower. <laughs> so the truth is, we can't change the past. What's done is done. Putting ourselves on trial, acting as our own judge, jury, and executioner, it's not the answer. Because a lot of the time, all that judging does is just ensure that we're gonna repeat the cycle. Sitting judgment. Kicking the hell out of yourself doesn't give meaning to anything. Hello and welcome everyone back to Against the Boards, a hockey fan support podcast. I uh, my name is Nathan and I am a I am a Calgary Flames fan. Uh, the Calgary Flames are currently tied for the second most uh, even strength goals in the NHL. They are first in third period goals, and they are first in the Pacific Division. I, uh, from last episode, the Penguins destroyed them nine to one, and they have been what appears to be a competent hockey team ever since. Things are looking up. Uh, Chelsea, anything to add about the Flames? Um, the Calgary Flames are ahead of the Edmonton Oilers. That's a good point. <clears throat> They're also ahead of the <laughs> Vancouver Canucks. Who we will, Excellent points, you yeah, guys. <laughs> who we will not be talking about as much tonight. Um, Amanda, maybe you could regale us with a little bit on the Dallas Stars and, and maybe why we're a man down tonight. Um, uh, I'm Amanda. I'm a Dallas Stars fan. Uh, the Stars are currently sitting in fourth in the Central. Um, they are first. In the wild card slot for now, which is shocking. We had a decent road trip, a very long road trip. Came back uh, 3-2-1 record. Could have been worse, could have been better. Overall, didn't hurt as bad as I had expected. Uh, we are man down tonight. Hockey Andy is, I don't know where he is. Nobody knows. He's betrayed us. Betrayal comes to mind. Um, what appears to be, it, it could possibly be, be for a woman again. And abandoned all the Vancouver Canucks fans who listen yeah. to this podcast. Yeah, if you're a Vancouver Canucks fan, we're not going to be talking too much about the Canucks. Uh, we were going to, you because know, because they're fucking dumb. Pander to him about Pedersen and how many records he's breaking, but we're not going to be doing that tonight. And next episode, we're not going to be doing it either. Uh, we're a little bit pissed off, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, clearly, uh, hockey Andy is. Um, He's a submarine fan, you know? He only surfaces when it's convenient for him, and we're not going to stand for it. Sing it, sister. You sing it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, let's re- let's look at the week that's gone by here. Uh, Dallas Stars. Oh, uh, more than a week. 
Right. Because we moved this podcast to accommodate. Oh my God. Whoa. True. Whoa. Sorry. That's true. We moved the podcast day (laughs) for him. And now he's like, oh, sorry, can't make it. Really? This is an apology to our fans. What What do you say? We'll drop another one on Monday. Like that's a term you use in podcasting to drop one. I don't. Is this an album? Yeah. I don't think so. No, it's not. So after the stars lost uh, in Detroit, things looked gloomy. Mm-hmm. If, then, it, if it was an album, though, it would be an Adele album. Oh, because of the sad ballads? The sadness. Yeah, it'd be sad. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> go on. So they go into Montreal, and they win 4-1. to one. They take out the Leafs, 2-1 to one in Toronto. They eke out a 4-3 overtime win against the Capitals in Washington. And they uh, they get outplayed. But Kudobin almost steals the game against Boston, a 2-1 overtime loss. And then they just ran out of gas and got steamrolled by uh, the Blue Jackets on the end of the road trip there. Pretty good. I don't think you could ask for much more. No, and I really do. I think that they were just exhausted um, on Monday. I, I just don't think they had anything left in them. They're all tired. They want to go home. Not that that's an excuse, but hey, I get it. Uh, let's see here. The Canucks were not talking about them. They can burn in hell. Uh, okay, so before last night, they were uh, the Flames are four and zero since losing to Washington on that weekend uh, in a shootout. They went three one against the Leafs. We got to point that out. The Flames and the Stars beat the Leafs back to back. Did they not? Yeah. Yeah. And then we uh, gave old Uncle a wink, huh? <laughs> <laughs> And then a 2-1 win against the Sabres, a 6-5 epic comeback win from 4-1 to down versus the Avalanche. Crazy. A 5-3 comeback win over the Hawks. Uh, I don't think this can continue. I'm, I'm severely concerned about Mike Smith's Health? game. I don't think he's got his game. And the Flames, I don't think he I mean, has one yeah. anymore. I mean, we shouldn't have to win games 6-5 coming back yeah, from 4-1 down. That's Aval- crazy. The Avalanche have been scoring. A ton of goals. That's true. So, but it wasn't Rantanen and McKinnon scoring all those goals. It was everybody. Didn't the Dallas? Did, no, somebody did the same thing. Oh yeah, Canucks did the same thing. Seven six OT win over the Avalanche with the Canucks. It's like, hey, the Avalanche here, everybody. Let's just go end to end and score on each other. You know, I don't like that you even said the word Canucks. So you're right. I'm sorry. Can Fuck you just them. mark down the time? We'll just edit it out. It is, though. Uh, watching uh, those games and those types of games, it's like watching uh, like watching a Big 12 football. Am I right? Do we have any defense? Nope. We're just going to score a whole bunch. It'll be super fun. But this isn't how hockey should, should happen. It's true. You're making a valid point here. It's true. And you know what? I only have one thing to say. <laughs> Harry goes in for Kooks, and Corpy is in goal. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. He did it again. He did it again. You want to hear it again? Yes. Yeah, he did it a second time. Um, Harry's out. Kooks is in. Um, Bjorkstrand's out. Sedlak's in. Bob's in net. That was that was pregame before the stars. Bob's in net. Uh, Harry's out. Kooks is in. Yeah. <laughs> Harry goes in for Kooks. Frustrating them with your sticks as well. What, what does really that tell you about the way your team plays? Yeah, we had good sticks. We were- <laughs> good sticks. <laughs> good sticks. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Is it time to go around the league? Probably. The Metropolitan Division. So, Amanda, who is in first place in the Eastern, uh, sorry, in the Metropolitan Division? 
The Islanders in a shocking twist of events. What the fuck is going I think it's on? Very exciting. It Me is too. exciting. And look at Carolina and New Jersey, who were top dogs. Yeah. Now they're bottom feeders. You know, Carolina could really use Nylander, I think. They Ooh. should trade him. Yeah, these yeah. appear to be the ones that are most interested. And they also have a lot of young entry level defensemen that they can peddle mm-hmm. to Toronto to make it happen. So. Well, we were looking at Corsi stats for Carolina, and didn't they say that overwhelmingly the top line was responsible for the goals? Mm, I don't know if I saw anything about the goals. Mm. I remember seeing the whole team was pretty high in shot attempts. Oh, shot attempts. I think the fact that they have probably more, like a higher Corsi rating and a higher shot attempt rating than any team, pretty much and they have a minus five goal differential, speaks to their whole journey. They've always had hmm. high coursey, high shot attempts, but they just don't bury it. They just can't score. So I don't... I mean, maybe they do need Nylander. I don't know. Wow. This whole division has a minus goal differential, except for Pittsburgh at zero, Washington at plus two, and the Islanders at plus 11. Holy shit, plus 11. It's a mess. It's a mess, and I don't know what to say. This this whole thing is a crapshoot. Yeah, I feel like this is a division that in particular will have teams that go on hot streaks and, you know, bounce their way up the rankings and then just fall back down. But by the end of the season, we'll be left with the same things we always have, namely the Penguins, the Capitals and somebody else. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I've never monitored the standings this closely. Mm -hmm. Right. So I never realized they bounce around so much, but you're right. Teams have been all over the place. Well, in some divisions, some teams might pull ahead, and I don't know if the Islanders can keep this up. Right. I I hope they can. I think it would be hilarious if the Islanders, you know, dominated and had a great year. I think that'd be great. Well, look at the top three, though. Between New York, Washington, and Columbus, there's a one-point difference. Like yeah. Washington and Columbus is tied for second. So. Oh, yeah. And even New Jersey's uh, got like two games in hand on most of the teams, one game in hand on the Islanders. So if, yeah. they, went on a, if they went on a streak, they'd be right back in. This is anyone's division. It it's is. too early. It is too early. And with that, we move on. The Atlantic Division. Thank you, announcer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Atlantic Division. Tampa Bay, mm. 23 points. I believe uh, second in the NHL in points, Ooh. plus fifteen goal differential, eleven three and one. Tampa Bay is a little pretty impressive. And Hedman is injured. That's true. Without fucking Hedman, they're doing. But in this division, it looks more balanced. You've got four teams at the top that all have positive goal differentials, and all the four teams at the bottom have negative goal differentials. Does anyone want to comment on the Ottawa Senators and the Uber driver thing? <laughs> Oh, I feel really bad for those guys, honestly. Totally. Like every single person alive has talked shit about their boss with their coworkers. Like I I feel like their privacy was invaded a bit. Um, And I do, I, you know, it just sucks. I I feel really bad for them, actually. That's a general consensus. And I have no idea how they come back from this. Like their relationship with their coach, if it was strained before, it's in ribbons now right well they sure bounced back the first game after that incident they had a seven to three dominating win over the devils well a lot of shit has been happening with coaches since we last podcasted yeah i think i think uh the chicago blackhawks coach is going to be a part of amanda's straight shooting tonight well don't worry because i know nothing about 
Okay, I'm just telling you. That story. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to say that I always have had trouble drawing the line between a good team and a team just motivated to play well mm. and the coach. Like where that line is where it's a great coach and a great team and who gets credit. Right. I've never understood it. It seems to me that some coaches have an immediate impact on a team and change the their out they change their fortunes, but then the players start to tune out that coach and then it's it's, well, it's no longer means anything. Well, that's like every time I try to start jogging, I'm like, "Oh yeah, for the first 2 days I'm super motivated to do it." And then a week later, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to eat this bag of Doritos and binge watch Below Deck. It's a really good season, isn't mm. it? <laughs> so good. So, so good. good. Adrian is amazing. <laughs> oh. Never seen a cook like that. <laughs> I so, know. And he's so weird. He makes Daniel really uncomfortable. He's a fucking artist, that man. <laughs> yeah. I know. He's just like, oh, what am I going to make today? Boom. Home and run. then Chandler might be the, the most... Mm. Mimboist bosun of all time. God, like, I and that's saying something. I yeah. <laughs> I hate Chandler. <laughs> but just... at the same time, I understand that he's necessary for the drama. Oh, he can't go anywhere. I yeah. need to watch him flounder around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In that kiddie pool. Yeah. Man. He's completely <laughs> stupid. Oh, he's so dumb. So stupid. <laughs> he's so dumb. But anyway, hey, 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 hey. Sorry, sorry. Back to hockey. Hmm. <laughs> That tells you how interesting the Atlantic Division is. Bam. Uh, anyway, yeah. Thomas Shabbat of the Ottawa Senators uh, is breaking a record or something for the most points by an Ottawa defenseman in the first 20 games, which means he's better than Carlson was in Carlson's first foray. You know what I have to say? What? Of course, the Senators. Of course, this happens to the Senators. Mm. With the Uber thing. Yeah. What other team? Yeah. With yeah. the shit show they had in the offseason, just... Yeah. They almost escaped it by being decent. You know, I think Nick Kiprio said it best. Mm. Can the Ottawa Senators just give us a break? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, enough of them. Enough. The Central Division. Okay, so Central Division, we have Nashville, the best team in the National Hockey League, 24 points, plus 20 goal differential. And after that, surprisingly... It's Surprisingly. A, it's a wash. Like Minnesota, Winnipeg, and Dallas are all similar records. Very, very close. Colorado's with them in that bunch. I think Chicago and St. Louis are falling back a bit, but still are not out of it. But we've got positive goal differentials on the top five teams in the league. And it's like Nashville's the cream of the crop. And then the rest of it is going to be a street fight. Yeah, for the entire season. Yeah, mm -hmm. pretty much. What a tough division. I can't believe it. Every time I look at it, I'm like, ugh. I'm glad the Flames are in the worst division in the league. Well, yeah. I wonder but, if the Nashville Predators are going to raise a banner for like, we're the yeah. best so far. <laughs> they should. They should just keep that going. <laughs> they should just yeah. put up a new one every week. <laughs> best after 15 games played. I think I think Amanda, uh, just for that comment there, that, that gets the uh, what a save clip for, for tonight's episode. <laughs> yeah just having a little bit of fun that's yeah. quite funny actually so the update on the central division is just that it's uh still it's really stressful right <laughs> yeah that's it that's all that's happening that's here all that's happening. <laughs> the pacific division 
little shit. Okay, I got a question for you. Uh, why is why are we celebrating a team that is uh, they have they're tied for second in the league for most even strength goals yet they're only a plus one goal differential. Why are we celebrating a team like that? Are you talking about San Jose? No, I'm talking about Calgary. Oh, because well, that's y'all's team. Yeah, I guess. It's upsetting. Why are we celebrating them? You know what though? They outplayed the Ducks because they're last exciting night. to watch. They lost three to two last night, but they fucking outplayed them big yeah. time. And, and if one Smith, fucking pundit says anything about the fucking curse in Anaheim, I'll punch him in the face. It's over. It's over. We exercised that curse last year. Yeah, well, they don't, they don't want to let it, it go. Yeah, they don't want to bring it up again. Okay, but look at this. Smith mm. let in two weak ones, mm-hmm. and the Flames had like three chances to score goals into empty nets that they missed. Why can't we just awful. get a good goaltender? And what's happening with Arizona? Welcome to the story of uh, my life. Arizona, don't even talk about Ronta. 13 games played. They have four games in hand on Anaheim. (laughs) (laughs) Two games in hand on Edmonton, three on Vancouver and Calgary, and two on San Jose. They have 14 points. They're plus eight goal differential. They might be for real. Too bad Antiranta just went to the IR. Can't catch a break. What's wrong with him? Can't catch a break. I don't know. I just saw that he went to the injury reserve. Oh, right, because the NHL is weird. Nobody talks about what your injuries are. (laughs) I got to find out on Instagram when you get an ultrasound. I've heard <laughs> that the gambling thing might change that. Yeah. The gambling thing might open up greater uh, transparency regarding injuries. Okay. But Ronta is seriously underrated. He is what has been keeping Arizona in it. And I've got this weird soft spot for Arizona. They're like a little puppy that's like trying to get up on the couch, but it can't. And you're like, oh, they're there. You kind of help it up. Ronta's like, what's keeping them? together without him i fear that they're just going to crumble into last place like they always do Hmm. he's got a 929 save percentage one shootout one shutout 2.1 goals against average just because he plays for the team he plays for and surprisingly a winning record i'm shocked yeah there's a lot of positives going on with arizona lately nobody's been watching Plus, you should play that clip again because his name is just so fucking awesome. You want the clip again? Yeah. Oh, what a save! Auntie Ranta! You've Ranta. got to be kidding me! Yeah, they really lay into it. Ranta! Ranta! Ranta. <laughs> I just want a shirt that says Ranta with lots of A's in it. Yeah. Christmas. Okay. Write it down. Mm-hmm. The only things I have to say is that I am very happy that Las Vegas is uh, near the bottom of the division. I like that a lot. Uh, Edmonton uh, winning games on the back of Connor McDavid frustrates me to no end, and I want to murder people when I see them win. I can't watch Edmonton Oilers uh, games because so the anger is from so such yeah. a dark place within me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. And with that, I'm going to talk about Calgary's upcoming schedule. At the Kings on Saturday, at the Sharks on Sunday, Versus Montreal on next Thursday and versus the Oilers next Saturday. If we lose to them. I am terrified of that game. I can't even handle it. It's almost like I need to record it. I need to big brother this. I need to record it, find out who wins head of household, and then watch the episode calmly. I can't watch this game live because if the Oilers win, I'll break a TV. I just... Oh, God. And we seem to have our digits. Oh, God. We have a losing record against yeah. the Oilers. McDavid gets up for the Battle of Alberta. He gets jacked. And when he gets jacked, people lose. That's how good he is. And I fucking hate his guts so much. 
Well, because I wish that our fucking team would have a goddamn backbone and like I know rise up against him and say fuck you. Especially someone like McDavid, who's so emotionless Ugh. and so oh, he's so conceited. weird. Yeah, he's, he sits there twirling his stick. His eyes darting left and right. And he jumps over the boards and he just like does disgusting things in the wrong fucking jersey. Yeah. His, his head is weird. It's yeah. a weird, it's a weird shape. shape. Yeah, he's also the most hideous superstar, I it's, think, it's across sort of, all sports. It's sort of like Biff's head, like square kind of. Yeah. And yeah. long. Oh, God. Can we start calling him Biff? Yeah. I'll clip a bunch of yes. Back to the Future. <laughs> Biff McFuck. <laughs> Biff McFuck. <laughs> great okay um i think that the flames should beat the kings on saturday because they are dumpster fire so we probably won't at sharks on sunday is totally gonna beat them toss up (laughs) versus montreal next thursday i hope so after you have that many days off you better fucking win and then the oilers i'm not gonna talk about it amanda yeah are the stars gonna beat the sharks tonight uh sharks tonight maybe i can't call tonight i i want obviously i want them to win i hope they win for the flame's sake um for our sake for our points but i don't know i feel like they could still be like groggy Mm. and maybe not quite ready pretty hectic schedule for them they went through a lot they went through like what six games really quickly and now they're back home playing again but hey since you brought up that rant about your top line not producing any points they kind of like Ben at least scored two or something like that. Well, ben Ben is popping back, but popping Tyler Sagan is in a 12-game drought, cool. Chelsea. <gasps> 12 well, games. A guy like that busts out of that, right? He's pissed. He's going to bust like, out of it. He, when he busts out, he's going to score like a, a natural hat trick. He's going get to a, get a bunch. <laughs> yeah. what, what I mean, that's what I keep saying, but it's like, okay, when when is it going to come? When is, when is the levy going to break? Okay, can we do it now? <laughs> maybe um, you have to play so the calgary flames saturday saturday versus the predators <laughs> we will lose because we well one predators are, are dominant right now and uh we don't play very well during the day we just never do we never win afternoon games that i've seen so i'm not uh holding my breath on that one uh monday we get columbus here at home and i think that we destroy them. Oh, vengeance. I think it's, yeah. Going to be a good payback game. It should be super fun. Um, Are you going to that one? Mm, you should. I could. I could. Maybe. You know, we should go to a Flames game, even though it's unsavory. So many people. It's suffocating. And these people have no fucking... It's not a, it's not a modern arena either. It's not, it's, not, it's not as much room as you get with the Stars game. There's no courtesy in the world. Yeah. They just walk... And just In animals. front of the fucking game, yeah. Yeah. See, and I'm and I'm projecting this uh, the games coming up based off of like a you know we record not this Monday but the following Monday or something like that. So I would add yeah, yeah. Uh, Friday versus the Bruins for the Stars. Mm, I think Bruins will be an exact replica of the of of when we just played them. I think it's going to be a really tight potential for overtime, and hopefully we come out on top. Okay, and uh, next Sunday at the Islanders. The upstart oh, we've got a back-to-back in New York. Islanders and Rangers. I think we'll win both of those. All right. Hmm. And the levy is going to break, right? Yeah. Okay. Probably. I think the levy breaks. I'll predict that Tyler has an, a, a crazy game against Columbus on Monday. Columbus, baby. Going to break that levy. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, we don't talk about Vancouver Canuck games, and instead we play this. If you're going to make a mistake, make it last the rest of your life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are going to go sh- straight shooting with Amanda. I-, I thought it was probably one of the worst hockey games I've been involved in. If I had run my team into the sewer like that, I wouldn't throw a grenade at the other 29 teams. I thought the game just sucked. I would have asked for my money back if I'm watching that thing. <laughs> I think it's an act of desperation from a GM who's fighting to keep this job. It's one of the most arrogant organizations in the league. They whine about this stuff all the time, and look what happens. People should know that what they read and hear about our team is accurate and fair. I, I couldn't be more disgusted and disappointed. I don't know what to tell you. Did you ask them? Okay, um... So tonight, for straight shooting, I want to talk about the Chicago Blackhawks firing their coach. And I want to start the conversation, though, you guys. Um, I hope you can hear this. Uh, with a little, with a with a commercial that the Blackhawks put out this year. Oh, yes. This is not an apology. It's not an explanation. It's a reminder to our fans, our critics, ourselves. We are the Chicago Blackhawks. Be proud. Together, we created the very standard to which we hold ourselves. Faces and numbers have evolved, but the foundation has not. We will not sway. We will not be deterred. We concede nothing. When a team takes the ice against the Blackhawks, it battles more than the players. It's the sweater. The building. The fans. What do you say after missing the playoffs for the first time in 10 years? Nothing. You work to get back there. Believe that this is just the beginning. Believe we are on it. Believe in one goal. Okay, so I saw this commercial when I was watching the Flames-Hawks game the other night because I was watching the Hawks feed because I usually don't get a Calgary feed for whatever reason. And I saw this commercial and I was like, that's a fucking weird, like what a weird commercial to put out. Like, what do you say after not making the playoffs for the first time in 10 years? Nothing. Like, okay, coming on a little strong guys. And then shortly thereafter, like literally a few days later, they fucking fire their coach who got them three championships. Obviously you're saying something, you're saying something like that is a way overreaction from my perspective. When I start looking into this, when I start looking into Chicago's um, organization, it seems to be just as like, I don't know, dramatic as the city of Chicago itself. Like lots of um, old, you know, old old boys club, like this new assistant coach is so-and-so's, is the GM's dad's friend and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's nuts. And I think that his firing is like too much, at least in my opinion. But anyway, straight shooting. 33-year-old replacement. Right. A child. And he's someone's friend's dad's cousin twice removed. <laughs> is the- Amanda for straight shooting here. I want you to I want to shoot it. I want you to shoot it to me straight. Is there something devious going on by GM Stan Bowman here? Is he trying to uh almost force a tanking situation to get Jack Hughes for the Hawks? I don't know what the play. I think, you know, if you read some of this stuff, 
there's all this intrigue and all this like secretly the GM and and the and Coach Quinville is that how you say his name? Yes. Didn't get along. They deny that, but that's the that's the rumor. And now the not the head coach that they've named, but the assistant coach oh. is apparently the GM's dad's bestie from when he won a gazillion rings when he was a coach. And so it's like, this is just their way of putting in a de facto head coach who can control this 33-year-old kid we've hired. Because that, that was my, my, my initial, that's, that's terrifying. If I was a if I was a Blackhawks fan or a Blackhawks player, I would be like, "Who the fuck? What now? Joel's gone for for who now?" Um, yeah, yeah. But that my initial thought came from the Kings because the Kings fired their coach and they replaced him with Willie Desjardins, who didn't. He's he's an interim coach and he didn't win anything with the Canucks at all. He wow. just basically managed a couple of losing seasons. Yeah, the Canucks are losers. Yeah, exactly. And uh, then they hired some consultant, like Adam Oates as a consultant, and he was the head coach of the Capitals for a while, and he did fuck all. So why is that the answer? Why is why is that an answer? Like, I started thinking, are, are the Kings tanking for Hughes? Because they have been absolutely god-awful. And then I thought, well, what if the Hawks are trying to tank for Hughes? Because they have this aging core. Kane and Taze are hitting 30. They have a very limited time to reset this thing. Are they actually trying to like maybe boost this thing? I don't know what to say. I'm just, I, it seems the firings seem very, very fast. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, Only we're not that far into the season. No, like 15 games. Yeah. And the Blackhawks aren't off to a terrible start. Like they're. That's a good point. Fine. I think we were joking that they lost to the flames and that was the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> but yeah they have the same those two teams have the same problems with this they've got these long contracts Mm -hmm. with old farts well they have the same problems in terms of like like the hawks won three cups and the kings won two cups and they yeah they gave out contracts they shouldn't have given out the Kane and taves contract during the cup wins were like six something million each very reasonable contracts that they were able to build a championship team around. And then the minute that those expired, they gave them both $10.5 million contracts. And ever since then, they've been throwing assets away, trying to get rid of things, like the Bickle contract to Carolina, where they traded Tara Vinen. And Tara Vinen's now a really great player with Ajo on their top line. And Tara Vinen could have been a Blackhawk, but he's not because they were trying to ditch Bickle's contract. They traded Sod for Panarin because Panarin was going to cost more in free agency, and they wanted to get like an assured salary back in Sod, is my opinion of it. And then they also uh, moved uh, prospects and assets to get rid of Hosa's deadweight multi-year pre-CBA contract to the... Where did they go? The Coyotes? Coyotes, yeah. Yeah, just so that he can sit on long-term injury reserve with itchy skin for the rest of his contract. Which I understand that the Coyotes got quite a bit out of that. Yeah. But to me, I I would fucking put up the finger to the Hawks on that kind of shit. Like, no, you get to deal with your mess. Yeah. That's what I'm bothers me about for you. all of that stuff. That's what bothers me the most is that these guys get to get out of these mistakes. They don't have to sit with them. Like if, if Minnesota gets to put Parise and Suter on never ending long-term injury reserve with skin allergies, I'm going to lose my mind because the wild need to pay for what they've created. And they created two gigantic monster seven 
plus million dollar a year contracts that are going to run till like 2024 and they're already broken. Suter and Breeze are already broken guys. Like they might be productive this year, maybe next year, but they're just going to continue to disintegrate. And at some point, they're just going to be $7 million doorstops, and they're going to have to put them on long-term injury reserve for some reason or another. And I can just feel that they're going to get away with it, and it's just pissing me off. Well, that's the only way they can, because the CBA doesn't let you buy out their contract if you're over 35. Well, when they sign a new CBA, they might do what they did last time, which was like, okay, everybody gets two freebies. They can just <laughs> buy out whoever you want. <laughs> No, they did that. And there was a couple teams that used both of them and just like jettisoned people Yeah, that had these monstrous deals. And they had to pay out huge money to get rid of them. But thank God that problem's over with. And they started signing more bad deals. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, yeah, that's my rant. Sorry. No, it's good. It's good stuff. It's some straight shooting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it felt, it felt good tonight. It felt like we released some dead weight. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, but I feel like that commercial weird though. It oh, was. I was okay. super uncomfortable listening to it the whole yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you so you're apologizing, but you're not apologizing. Like you better fucking deliver. Like you must have some fair weather fucking fans. If you can win for ten years and then the one season you tank, you have to issue an apology in the form of some awkward montage. Yeah. It's like I I can't imagine your your fans are seriously this flaky or this demanding. Like how terrifying. Yeah. It actually gives me some insight into why they were so tenacious out of the gate this year. I was like, wow, the Hawks might not be as bad as I thought they were going to be. They're playing really well. Taves is on a fucking mission. It's because he fucking recorded this commercial. <laughs> and he was like, if I don't fucking live up to this <laughs> message that we're sending out, then... I'm going to get waterboarded by my general manager. Well, I mean, that's what it sounds like. Or yeah. my fan base is going to start throwing my jersey over the glass. Yeah. Urinating on it. I don't oh, think. After you win <laughs> three Stanley Cups, that's just, you know, you get to hang around and make ten and a half million. That's fine. Yeah, you earned it. Yeah, you did. You did. Honestly, three, you're, you're, saying, you're telling me if, if the Dallas Stars go on a, a crazy dynasty run and won three championships around Ben and Sagan, you wouldn't be okay with them like just cashing in and the team sucking for a while after the three championships were over? Oh, my God. Oh my God. I'd take a three to five year slump. Wouldn't care. There like, you go. Yeah, see? Like, one, winners. <laughs> one Stanley Cup win. And I'd be like, you can suck for 10 years. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. It must be nice to be so spoiled that you can be like, the first year they don't make the playoffs, you're just like, arms crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Demanding yeah. answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Boston fans, actually. Yeah. The next, must be nice. I can't wait for the Red Sox and the Patriots and... Uh, the Bruins and everybody just suck ass for a while and just mm. have, have all those Boston fans just suck a dick mm-hmm. for a good long period of time. Just Ugh. tune in every once in a while to see the pan of the half-empty stadium, fans trickling in after intermission. <laughs> That's good. And with that, I think we've kind of uh, brought this sixth episode of Against the Boards to a close. Wouldn't you ladies agree? Oh, it felt like a great episode. Yeah, felt yeah. light. Mm-hmm. felt good. Whew. 